to Leitner. Puts it up. You're listening to the Culture State Podcast. Get ready. Welcome back to the Culture State Podcast. We are here. It is a beautiful day in North Carolina, and we have to talk about one of the more famous tag teams yes. has ever come out of this state. I am Chris Lee. And I'm Dennis Cox. And Chris, you're talking about the Hardy Boys, the pride yep. of Cameron, North Carolina. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I remember when those guys first came out before they did the you know muscle shirts and they came out with the uh, with the shiny belts and things like that mm-hmm. and doing the flips they were you know basically kind of like the jobbers on WWE for a little bit yeah. extra talent they were they had the uh the plaid gear you know where <laughs> they had the plaid gear and it would be the hardy boys or whatever and i remember they said Cameron North Carolina i'm like okay these guys are from North Carolina and it just Cameron. really really made me interested in who they were um and so that is something uh, that, you know, I followed them for such a long time. Uh, they have changed. I think anybody that's watched wrestling within the last 30 years has been has loved a Hardy Boys match at some point. They're so influential, not only in the way that wrestling was shaped. For example, WWE has a pay-per-view called TLC, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. The Hardy Boys were them. instrumental yeah. in that, making it because it was the two, it was them – Edge and Christian, as well as the Dudleys, that basically created that match. And it's still used to this day. They're the ones who set the standards, set the bar high. Still some of the most iconic images from TLC matches include Matt and Jeff Hardy. And if you're not a WWE wrestling fan, you like the quote-unquote just the independent stuff because you don't like the quote-unquote mainstream. Well, then you've seen them in Ring of Honor doing ladder matches against guys like the Young Bucks. But people just that were wrestling fans in the late nineties, early two thousands would just dress like Matt and Jeff Hardy. It's like, Oh, you're Hardy boy fans just because of how they would dress at school. So, you know, the cultural impact that these guys have had. Absolutely. Um, man, it's, it's, it's always great to see. And then for, for me on my end, uh, becoming a pro wrestler, I was able to, to work with them, uh, on a couple of shows, um, which was cool. And then also, uh, the guy who trained me, Trevor Lee, who's known as Cameron Grimes, uh, in WWE and on the NXT brand right now, um, he grew up <laughs> literally in the ring with the Hardy Boys. Um, you know, Matt Hardy will talk about that um, in the show, and you know, he, literally his life is wrestling, and that's that's all he's ever really known. And so when I found out, it was, I think it was maybe two months into me training, I knew he was from Cameron, um, North Carolina, and I was like. I was like, hey, you know, when you guys are in Cameron, do you ever run into the Hardy Boys? And he just kind of like did like a little laugh. Like, and he's like, that's who trained me. <laughs> I was like, <Yeah. laughs> oh, oh, okay. So they trained you, you trained me. That means, oh, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Chris Lee got his I'm training basically from the Hardy. See, like, yeah, you are part of the Hardy family office. I'm no. in the tree. Yeah, you I'm are. A, you're I'm, in the, a, I'm a branch. You're a branch. Hey, you're <laughs> in the family. You're in the family tree. Now, now, me being associated with you, I'm like the the. I, yeah, I'm part of it. I guess you're a leaf. Sure. Yeah. Bright and wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> just flowing in the wind. Yeah. Exactly. That's basically how my life is. Just float in the wind, uh, wherever <laughs> it takes me. I, but it's. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. How. 
not only did they have impact basically on, on your wrestling career, but just the wrestling careers of so many people. Like you said, training Cameron Grimes, who's in NXT. And just so many other people in the independent wrestling scene that they came up with. Hurricane Shane Helms, who was the first guest of the Culture State podcast, he yeah. worked with the Hardys for years before he got to WCW. Um, And there was a huge, and we, we talked about this as well, huge uh, influx of North Carolina stars that he grew up with uh, that were wrestling at the time that influenced the new North Carolina stars that are yeah. uh, coming up now. So, um, hey, let's not wait anymore. Matt Hardy. I can't believe we did it too, man. Matt Hardy right here in the Culture State Podcast. After this. All right. So, of course, we have to celebrate North Carolina on the Culture State Podcast. And who better to bring on than Matt Hardy? Um, you know, of course, a lot of us, if you watch professional wrestling, uh, a lot of your favorite memories come from Hardy Boys uh, matches. Uh, and then I know when I was young, hearing uh, from Cameron, North Carolina, it just made me hype because it was the first time uh, that somebody out, say, from my generation was from North Carolina. And it was really exciting from there. It was always cool to hear about Ric Flair. He's all he's he's amazing. But in my prime time growing up, it was about the Hardy Boys. So now we have uh, Matt Hardy on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. No, man, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. And, you know, speaking on that, what you, what you were saying about being hyped to hear two guys being announced from North Carolina. I think myself and my brother, when we first burst onto the scene, it, especially for people in, in, in North Carolina, myself and my brother, we weren't millionaires or playboys like Ric Flair. We were much more attainable. Two kids were just chasing a dream that were crazy, that didn't care what people thought and were willing to go out and do anything to win a match. I feel like a lot more people related to us. So that uh, that's very cool that that you did, and it's very cool that that so many people did. They really embraced myself and my brother when we first broke into the scene. You guys had me wearing muscle shirts when I was in seventh grade with no muscles, <laughs> like <laughs> and the sparkly belts and the big pants and all that. Like, yeah, you know, I'm just going with my Hardy Boys look for today. Yeah, I was wearing school. muscle shirts, and I barely had any muscles. I mean, <laughs> when we first came in, the industry was full of guys. They were six foot eight. 350, 400 pounds, you know, and, and that's when things started changing so much around that time when myself and my brother and Edge and Christian, you know, Shawn Michaels did a lot to help guys our size too, you know, smaller guys and wrestling kind of geared towards more athleticism, you right. know, and actually putting on a super entertaining athletic match as opposed to older guys who were kind of like slow and, and plotting and just like big muscled up beef heads. Well, I, I do want to ask you about that. I guess we can start from from there. Um, you guys, you know, started off with Omega early, and I remember just getting those tapes as as a kid, and you know, seeing the types of things you guys are doing. As you guys, Shannon Moore, guys like Champagne and, and Mike Maverick, and you know, just so many of those guys that, yeah. that circle of North Carolina that really, um, you know, was really bubbling at that time. Um, you know. What about your ingenuity at that point was like, you know what, if I'm not going to get on the shows, I'm going to make the show myself. And you guys just put out, put it out there just so you could, uh, you know, have that audience. Dude, that was a hundred percent the mentality behind it, especially for, for me, because we, we weren't officially trained and we started working for the Italian state in George South a little bit. And, and that was all free acts. You know, if we would do their shows on Fridays and Saturdays, no matter where they were, if it was North Carolina, South Carolina, West Virginia, Virginia, Wherever it was, we would drive to it, we'd do the shows, but they would take us to WWE to be extras. And and that was like that that was our dream to eventually make it in this business to a major company and be stars 
on that level, on a global level. So when we didn't have enough bookings that were coming through and we didn't know other people, we had no contacts, just my brother and I, we, were, we didn't have anybody in the business. We didn't know anyone in the business. We just literally were chasing our dream. I said, well, if we can't be booked on more shows, I'll actually do shows, you know? So I got a little taste of the whole booking aspect as far as booking venues and, and booking shows and booking talent. So that was a great learning experience for me. And that is the initial reason I started running shows underneath the Omega banner. And speaking of these things, did you know, I'm pretty sure I invented the AEW wrestling style in Omega, you know, Matt Hardy is <laughs> responsible for a lot of things. You know, that's the style we were doing back then. And a lot of people said, what are you guys doing? You're doing way too much. You guys got to slow down, work a hold brother and do all that. But, you know, <laughs> We kept the intensity up. So I think my, an, another notch in my belt is I created the all elite wrestling wrestling style, the style that lives on in 2021 right now. I'll back that up. I have, yeah. I have some Omega tapes from back in the day, VHS tapes. I'll, <laughs> I'll back that up for sure. Very what was good. it like, Matt, wrestling in the independent scene before before making it to WWF at the time. What was it like working the independent wrestling scene in North Carolina? It was it was interesting. There were a lot of people that were on the, the independent scene at that level that still worked like what I would almost describe as like an old school style or an 80s style. And a lot of people really made an effort to slow myself and my brother down. You know, and, and, and it's, in a lot of ways that was good because that helped us know how to work in more than one way because we were really going, you know, full throttle, 100% straight ahead whenever our style initially in Omega and whatnot. So we worked with guys who slowed us down. They talked about working a body part or even working the left side. It One of the very first matches I had for the Italian side in 1993, uh, a guy just told me, he was like calling a match. He said, grab a headlock. And I accidentally, I couldn't even do it backwards now. I grabbed a headlock <laughs> with, with my right arm. And the guy said, what are you, Mark? And he suplex me on my head <laughs> right out of it. you know just like the little bits and pieces of psychology like learning that like work to the left side whatever it may be we picked up so much of that during our our journeys and our our trials in in the independent scene before ever signing with WWE, which i think helped us get ready for WWE in a in a in a much better way um, I think one of the things that is also cool about WWE is uh, your you guys' time there is that you really were something new uh, for mm -hmm. the time. And right. it, it, I don't how does it feel when you look at the different organizations and you see people who pretty much are direct descendants of what you and your brother kind of started when it comes down to the style of professional wrestling? You know, you know, does it is it something that makes you proud of? you feel like you've left your mark on professional wrestling? Yeah. I mean, you're very obviously referencing the Young Bucks, right? Yes. 100%. 100%. Nothing to take. There, there are they others. Took, took our whole act, our tights, our the, the, assholes, everything. The Bucks uh, yeah, of there, youth, There yes. are others, but, you know, of course, yeah, Young Bucks are, right. come come to mind. <laughs> right. Uh, no, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's very humbling. It, it really is. And it, it's so cool that we took a, a, a big chance on rolling the dice whenever we ended up we're being rebranded and put with Michael Hayes and, uh, and we broke out the kickwear pants and, and the tight shirts. And we took a chance on that. We thought it would be something trendy, something new. And, and they gave us the opportunity to do it. And it worked out. And it was uh, so many independent promoters were mad at, at me. They said, Oh my God, you hardy boys, you go out and you wear these pants and, and these shirts. Now anybody thinks they can be a wrestler. All they got to do is go get a <laughs> pair of kickwear pants and a tight shirt. Now they're a wrestler because the hardy boys wear it on global television. Uh, so it, it's very cool that people copied our style and the people emulated the things we did. And, and we were so 
fortunate to get the opportunity to do the tag team ladder match with Edge and Christian, my damn longtime rival Christian Cage, who I'm still beefing with now. You know, we had the opportunity to do that tag team ladder match, and it kind of it was a game changer for us. That is truly the match that made us all wrestling superstars. And then from there, we did the tables match with the Dudleys, and then the TLC match happened, and then we kind of became a staple of the pro wrestling industry. TLC is is a match that is like a set match that always happens as a uh, self-standing pay-per-view. So it's very cool that we get to be innovative in that way, and that legacy lives on from all of us. And and that's the stuff myself and my brother we were doing. We were doing Surge, Matt Hardy versus Will the Wisp, Jeff Hardy on Omega shows in ladder matches all the time. So it's very cool that that we got the opportunity to do that and leave our mark on the industry. And now AEW is so special because Tony Khan is so on the pulse of wrestling and and wrestling fans because he's he's the biggest fan of them all at his heart. And he knows what he would love to see, Mm. the kind of style he'd like to see in 2021. And he really does a great job at catering to those fans. And we have such a massive roster. I love that every week you watch Dynamite, it seems like a different show. You know, sometimes nowadays when you're watching a WWE program, it seems like you're kind of seeing almost like you're revisiting the last week. It seems so similar in so many ways and so formulaic. I love how AEW Dynamite seems different and fresh every single week. And there's so many different guys that can go on in that last slot as the main event and still hold up. So it's, it's, it's very cool, and I'm very proud of the whole movement that AEW is creating. And I'm also very proud of, of Tony Khan for taking this risk and, and it paying off and being a success. And I believe in the vision of Tony Khan in AEW. I got a question about your wrestling personas, Matt. I mean, obviously what you're doing now with the Hardy family office, actually Chris and I have a proposal for you later on regarding that, but the way you all have come Thanks. up with, um, you know, through Omega and, you know, with the, the muscle shirts and then, you know, broken Matt Hardy, how have you continued to find ways to be creative and innovative in this business to continue to evolve? Whereas, unfortunately, there are some personas out there that just grow stale after a while and they never grow. Yeah, I, I mean, I early on, I always felt like you have to change because like any TV show, regardless of how great the TV show is, if it goes on too long, it kind of gets stale and it, it runs out of content or new ideas, you know. I'm so happy Dexter's coming back. I was just talking about that with my buddy this morning. Like, you know, I feel like they had eight seasons and towards the end, they almost ran out of material. So it kind of got stale and they kind of ended up throwing stuff at the wall to see what, what, what sticks. And now they're, they're coming back with a new kind of freshly branded series to try and go out on a strong note. I always felt like you've always got to change because sure, Matt Hardy is going to be Matt Hardy when it's all said and done. He's going to kind of do the same moves and, and kind of wrestle the same way. But if you can, like, change your character and your personality, you can keep it fresh. And that's been my mentality. I was so happy when I broke away from my brother, who my brother, Jeff Hardy, really epitomizes the Hardy Boys. He really is, like, absolutely fearless when it comes to taking chances or jumping off high objects or any perch available, uh, going through tables and whatnot. I mean, he is the epitome of the Hardy Boy. Me, not as much. When I was Matt Hardy version one, the sensei of Mattitude, I was over the top. I was delusional, like I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I, I feel like I'm really good in that role and comfortable in that role. And anytime I can do something close to that, it's very cool. Uh, Broken Matt was fun. I was inspired to do Broken Matt just because I started watching television shows. Once I stepped away from being a full-time, full-time performer, being on the road 10 days on and four days off. So that, that was fun as well. But I feel like you have to constantly update yourself and change what you're doing to remain fresh. And that, that way you, you never grow stale. 
if you do that, but you have to change and you have to be fearless in a creative sense where you're willing to think outside the box and also step out and take chances. And I feel like my brother is fearless from a physical aspect. I feel like I am fearless from a creative aspect. Uh, you know, it's interesting when you brought up the the different, um, you know, uh, characters that you guys were beforehand with Serge and Willow the Wisp. Um, I, I wasn't, I don't remember if Serge was on the show, but I do remember I went to a show when I was like 10. It was the first, um, you know, independent show I've ever been to before that it was only WCW. And then, um, I go and there's this guy with a mask and his name is Willow the Wisp. And I just remember just being in awe of what he did. And then fast forward a couple of years later, you guys are in WWE and I'm reading up more on you guys. And then that's when I'm starting to try to learn more about Omega and things like that. And then I hear Willow the Wisp was like, wait a minute, I saw that guy two years ago. Didn't realize, you know, in Greensboro at Grimsley High School, didn't realize that that was uh, Jeff Hardy. So it was it was really cool to, to see that right. and to know that I had a chance to see uh, at least uh, him independently. But I also want to ask about the independence at that time and just um, as, as far as the, the different people coming out and all the talent that's here. Um, I felt like I was blessed with the maybe you know three four years i was in wrestling uh trained by you know uh, trevor lee uh being able to be around guys like andrew everett and guys like that who are really doing some really good work you know um you know no way jose who is uh Mm -hmm. of course uh, at cwf at that time right um but i wanted to ask you about just that time like you guys had a lot of people uh you know that were uh really coming up on the scene shannon moore who ended up uh being big parts of wrestling WCW, ECW, WWE, what was it like you guys all kind of growing up together and becoming big stars together as you guys are learning to become good professional wrestlers? I feel like that's one of the coolest things about like the Omega Powers. That's kind of what we roughly called our group. You know, myself and my brother and Shannon Moore, we literally grew up three miles apart from one another. You know, and then Shane Helms and Mike Howe, they were about an hour away Caprice Coleman is a guy that later on mm. our train, you know, he was from 20 minutes away. We had such a, a amazing core group that was just there. Uh, Joy Abs, Jason Art, Venom in Omega, he was 15 minutes away. So to be with these guys that we were all legitimately friends with and be able to, you know, have this undertaking of exploring independent wrestling and, and, and really everyone had this goal. We all wanted to make it. We all had this dream of, wrestling on the highest levels, signing a contract and making the, all of us, we all wanted to make it our career. And we were all able to do that in some capacity, you know, and I still think about it like my, myself, I'm so blessed to still be doing this in October. It'll be 29 years wow. since my that's first nice. match. Wow. I mean, that's just like, I'm just so blessed with such a long run and also so much health along the way, especially with all the insanity we did the first <laughs> 10, 15 years of my career. I mean, we, didn't take like typical bumps. I mean, we did so many bumps that were just insane and, and crazy. So to make that journey with your friends is not only special on that level of that it's your friends, it's also people that you trust. And it's also like uh, someone you're in business with and you know they're not gonna screw you over. They know, you know that they have your back. So it just, it, it makes it all the more special. And, and we were such a tight knit group and everyone had the same goal. We're all a little different. We have different characters or personas. But we all had the same goal at the end of the day. So I feel like we, we really worked hard. It was a team effort. And I think that helped everyone in our group succeed. 
What, what are your thoughts on a new generation of North Carolina wrestlers? You have uh, Cameron Grimes, of course, and then you have, uh, of course, Andrew Everett. Uh, we, you know, Cedric Alexander doing his thing in WWE. Yeah. Um, you know, Griff Garrison, you know, coming out of AEW as well. Like, what are, what are your FT, FTR? What are your thoughts on just the, the new generation of North Carolina wrestlers? I, I, they're, they're all great. I was there when Cameron Grimes, when Trevor was born. You know, I remember him being a baby crawling around in our workout ring. It was, it was his dad, Tracy Goodell. Him and I, we are the people that started ECWF initially in 93, which would ultimately become Omega when it was all said and done. So I think all these guys are great. And FTR, I'm very proud of them. I love how they're a throwback to like an old school tag team, but they still work a, a modern style. They're a very sneaky uh, act because they, they do work an old school style, but they can do all the new stuff as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very, I'm proud of all these guys. Cedric's killing it. Uh, Andrew Everett is extremely talented. I love that Cameron Grimes, Trevor Cadell has got a great opportunity to succeed. And I think FDR's truly one of the best tag teams in the world. I wish myself and my brother would have got to have a, a better run with it. Maybe one day down the road we will. But I'm proud of this new generation. I hope they keep making North Carolina proud. Now, talking about the current generation, but North Carolina has that deep, rich history. Going back, obviously, the days with the four horsemen, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson. Yep. Just in general, what makes wrestling in North Carolina special? I, I feel like North Carolina is like it is in the South, but it is also it doesn't have that rep or it doesn't have that. Sometimes people say the South, they're a little less intelligent than people in the North or whatever it may be. I feel like North Carolina is still on the up and up, but we still love wrestling. We still have a great respect for wrestling. And tomorrow night here in Charlotte, this crowd is going to be going crazy. They're going to, I'm sure everybody on AW and the show is just so cool. So trendy. They're going to work everyone into a frenzy. I feel like North Carolina is still one of those States that is special because it has a very great respect for old school wrestling, especially based in the Jim Crockett promotion that, that was uh, found a great home here and did so many amazing events over the years, but it also has a great respect for the new style of wrestling, which is AW. I mean, I am fully convinced that AW and the style and the way we perform here is the wave of the future. You, you, you can't change my mind. I mean, I, I, I believe that I saw this was going to be the style years and years and years ago. And now there's a company that has, is really come to fruition that is doing this style. So with North Carolina, I think it's cool because we're we're very intellectual wrestling fans but we also like to play along as far as that goes and it's different than other places sometimes in the northeast they're very intellectual wrestling fans but they almost treat a, uh, their wrestling like they're elitist like well this we know what's going on this we're a little too good for this we're just going to mm -hmm. sit here and we're going to wait you know and that's what i love about north carolina they're they're very fair good solid fans I want to ask you about uh, sports. Were you fans of uh, any sports, basketball, football? Are you an NC State, Carolina, Duke fan? Like, you know, what, what is that growing up for you? And yeah. uh, what type of other sports kind of uh, influenced you and your brother? I'm a, I'm a UNC fan, man. I, am, okay. uh, I, I went to UNC Charlotte for a couple of years. And when I was growing up, Jordan, Jordan was my guy, man. You know, Jordan, Jordan was heavily influential in myself and my brother. So I think he's the one that really sold us on being UNC fans, you know, Dean Smith and, and just UNC was just so iconic over the years. And 
considering I was in the system and at UNC Charlotte for a couple of years. They're, they're my team. And I definitely I, – I love following them basketball more than anything else. Okay. What do you think about Hugh Davis being the next coach? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting. I, I hope he does well. I hope he can continue the legacy. Have you ever had a chance to actually get out to a game at the Smith Center, like Duke, Carolina? Have you ever got a chance to actually go to those matchups? I have. I've been to a couple. It was real cool. Uh, maybe four years ago, back when we were in Impact and TNA, myself and Jeff went with our friend uh, Hermie Sadler, who's a big UNC fan as well. And uh, we went backstage and met with the team and a bunch of the guys wanted to take photos and whatnot. And everybody was throwing up their version ones and their guns. So it, it was very cool. Man. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I also, I wanted to ask you about just the, the tour of different organizations you you and your brother have been on. Uh, you guys won, you know, championships all over the place and uh, you're, you've been able to kind of uh, put your stamp on all these different places. He hasn't been at AEW yet. Uh, but I, I do want to ask about just that when everything is all said and done and you can look back and you can say that you've touched WWE and and Ring of Honor and, you know, TNA and then also AEW and all that. How how proud does that make you as a kid who, like you said, you weren't even officially trained. This was just a job that you really wanted to have at some point and you just worked to get better. You would have touched everything. How does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me extremely proud. Uh, I'm very proud of the career I've had. And I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that I'm here at AEW and I'm still able to do what I love. Pro wrestling is my passion. I'm still able to get in the ring. And Tony has, has been so smart about the way he's utilized me and build me up for bigger matches. And, and, and I think, I think it's perfect. And then on top of that, I get to head up the HFO where there are some young guys who have a ton of potential and I can give them insight into things. I think they might get, do or tweak to help make their act better. Like Private Party, I love them. And I'm so proud of their growth, especially over the last six or eight months, just the way they've they've turned up the intensity as far as being heels and the way they've they've kind of they've kind of relinquished their fear of being an ass, which is very important if you're if you're a hill in this day and age. Because we live in a in a day and age where social media is out there and in society it's like everyone wants to be beloved. Everyone wants to be popular. They feel like they adequately to, to be adequate they need to be accepted but being a bad guy in pro wrestling in this day and age you have to remember you can't care about that <laughs> because your whole job is to go out there and try and aggravate people where you want to see whoever the good guy is in the story beat you up and they've done a great job of doing that and that, that's something i enjoy and i feel like being an older guy because the aw demographic really is younger i can yeah. tell a huge difference between the aw demographic and say the mm -hmm. WWE demographic, it's much older. And they have like, they, they, they're much more accepting of someone who is an older act and maybe not as physically great athletically as they used to be. But AEW is a little more rough on, uh, on those acts. So being a hill here is the perfect role and the perfect setting for me. So more or less, it's, uh, I'm happy to be at AEW and, and I feel like even after I'm done in ring, and managing, I feel like there's a lot of great roles for me behind the scenes where I can continue to help the talent that I'm helping now and even help more going forward. Uh, Chris and I, Matt, we have a proposal that Culture State be the official podcast of the Hardy Family Office. Now, we understand 30%. Yeah. If you take 30% of everything, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. It's, it's you help just, us make money, you make money. We're it's all just in a on it. 
Yeah, that, that's fine. That's fine. And we'll, we're 100 percent behind it. You help us make money. We'll be the official podcast of HFO. I like that. Uh, I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have my fleet of attorneys send over the paperwork to your attorney, and uh, and we'll try to make this work. You know, it's only 30. percent It's a wee fee, but on top of that, you're gonna get to spend time with the iconic big money Matt Hardy. You're gonna get to pick my brain. You're gonna get to hang out with AAW superstars. It, it sounds like a good deal for you guys. Hey, you send know, the papers my way. I'm gonna be at the show in Charlotte tomorrow, so send the papers my way. I'll hand them directly to you, Matt. Here, here's something else. Here, here's something else we have to we have to let them know about though. Like Dennis, you have a you have a niece. Uh, she's three yes. years old. I have a yeah. daughter who's four, and my daughter's starting to get into pro wrestling now. I mean, that could be a tag team of the future. And maybe you can have your hands on them very early. I mean, hey, maybe even, yeah. you know, congratulations on your daughter being born uh, just recently. Thank you. Uh, you know, maybe they can end up all, you know, tagging together at some point. Maybe we can make a, a little uh, women's Omega from from the little girls. Yeah, I, I like it. You know, I, I'll go ahead and lock your kids down. I mean, considering inflation <laughs> is prices go up, we'll, we'll probably lock them down for 50 percent, uh, you know, because by the just time they're ready, you know, it's, it's still going to be a wee fee. They'll be making yeah, so much fee. money. You know, with my kids, I'm pretty excited about it. You know, until they're 18, I get 100% of all them. So I'm working really hard. King Max is still undefeated, so there's a lot of equity in his name. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome that you're you're definitely building uh, the, the new uh, Hardy, you know, uh, I guess, dynasty right now. So it's, it's going to be awesome to see them as they get older. Indeed. So thank you so much for, for joining us. Good to see you again. And I know AEW is going to be amazing tomorrow night. Um you know, Bojangles Coliseum down in Charlotte. Uh, I had a chance to go uh, when they were in Charlotte um, in, at the end of 2019. Oh, yeah. uh, definitely a, a fun time. Um, how can people get the tickets? Uh, at awtix.com. And one thing I was going to say, you better jump on it quick. There are only, this is legitimately, uh, this is a legitimate statement I'm making. There's only a few hundred tickets left. Oh, uh, so okay. it, it, it will sell out. So you guys jump on it, get your tickets, and I promise you it's going to be the, the hottest ticket in town and it is going to be the best wrestling show you've ever been to. Tomorrow night is a, a magnificent lineup for AEW Dynamite. So many unpredictables going on. I mean, can you believe Chris Jericho is wrestling Nick Gage tomorrow night? It's crazy. I, wild. I, I, I it's can't. crazy. I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. You know, they, they shot Big Money Matt. That's an accomplishment yeah. in this day and age. You know, so there's so many great things. I'm leading my HFO up there against uh, that old, washed up, no good for nothing, Christian Cage, my mortal enemy, him, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus. I mean, just from top to bottom, it's a, it's a, a stack, stack card. FTR representing North Carolina, taking on Proud and Powerful. It's going to be a hell of a show. And then on top of that, you're also going to see some elevation and dark tapings. I mean, you'll see probably three and a half, four hours of just nonstop wrestling action. The best wrestling in the world right now. Absolutely, AEW, and you can catch it every Wednesday night. If you can't actually go to the event in Charlotte, catch it every Wednesday night on TNT, 8 o'clock. Uh, you can see uh, Matt Hardy and his Hardy family office, and everybody else is there. It's definitely a, a fun time, and it's a fun watch. Uh, to me, it's, it's made wrestling fun again, so I, yeah. I really uh, I really appreciate AEW for sure. And on top of that, it's not you know just you guys saying that. It's been the number one television on Wednesday night cable for the last two weeks, which is huge. That's yeah. huge, man. Absolutely. Uh, much luck and much success to you. Uh, but, you know, you've had so much success anyway. Yeah. I know that you're just going to keep going. So <laughs> You got it, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, man. What, a, what a pleasure chatting with you today.
Uh, pleasure is ours, Matt. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, we get a chance to have you and uh, and Jeff together at some point together uh, as well. So, yeah, no doubt about it. That that would be that would be an absolute dream in my book. Yeah, we'll we'll stay in we'll stay in contact. So, you got it, and we're gonna work on it. And I'm gonna try and give you guys thirty percent. I mean, I, th- I think that's we, we can cut it down to thirty. Only a wee fee. That, yeah, wee fee thirty percent. That's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it works perfectly. <laughs> Delightful. Yes, sir. Good to see you, man. You guys Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Dennis, what are, what are your impressions? That was awesome. That was, I mean, I'm, no, seriously, that it's just, you know, obviously we try and keep it professional here, but we're also fans, you and I. So the fact that we get to have the conversation with, I remember someone I was watching when we were in middle school, uh, watching this guy and his brother and just Edge Christian, all those guys just do the wild and crazy things that they did and just how captivating it was to watch them in the ring and finally had the chance to have the conversation with them and still being relevant in the wrestling world. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's phenomenal to see how he's continued to evolve and invent reinvent himself continuously throughout the years. And it, it was truly a joy and a pleasure to have that conversation with Matt Hardy, because he's one of the reasons why I'm a wrestling fan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he's, him and his brother definitely, and we I can't wait till we get uh, Jeff Hardy on the show together um, yes. uh, with with him. But uh, him and his brother are are really they really grew a whole generation of wrestling fans. And and honestly, for as popular as they are, I really don't think they get as uh, the flowers that they really truly deserve. Uh-huh. They truly deserve they, those guys are, are literally, literally walking legends. Yeah, um, you know it's there's so much that those guys have have done and so much they have contributed and we can say that they came from right here in north carolina in a little small town called cameron in moore county um we think about moore county we think about golf and pinehurst yeah but (laughs) you could also think about some of the best wrestlers ever (laughs) to come out of uh of more of moore county i know we didn't touch on this with matt but with one of his gimmicks, especially the the broken Matt Hardy gimmick, they actually filmed a lot of the vignettes that you saw on TNA, even stuff that was used in WWE, uh, even in AEW, stuff that was actually filmed in Cameron at the Hardy family compound. His house has been featured on all these major promotions on pay-per-views, and it was just filmed, you know, what, 30, 35 minutes from where you and I are right now in Raleigh? that's it's amazing how that's just filmed right down the road and how he's able to use his hometown uh, as part of that. And we're talking about putting North Carolina on the map. People are literally seeing it when they see Matt Hardy. Uh, I don't think I've ever told you this before. Tell me. Um, So one of the uh, things that they uh, filmed for that, for TNA at his house, Mm -hmm. the Hardy family compound. Yeah. um, I was asked if I could be a part of it, they needed like somebody to pretend like there was a news uh, crew reporting on what was there. Uh, the night that they were filming, I, I, I tried to get off of work. I couldn't get off of work. Uh, and this is when I was back in Winston-Salem. Mm-hmm. And so if it weren't for that, I possibly could have been on there. Uh, there's the, the scribe, who's my man, uh, Brad Stutz. Um, who was the guy who was booking CWF? He's he's the heavy set guy that's on some of those. Um, okay. That's that's my man. He was the one who asked me if I could come down. Um, and there's so many different guys who are from North Carolina who were featured in that. And that's one of the things I think is cool is that um, 
he gives nods to a lot of different people who are yeah. you know, there. And I look on there and I see my friends who are there. And um, yeah, it was that was really cool. So if WXI would have let me off of work <laughs> that one time, I possibly could have been in one of those. But, you know, that would have been awesome. That would have been just made your career. But like, oh, you just put that on your reel, man. Put that on right. your highlight reel. Right. Like, oh, who's that guy? Yeah. You would have wondered, yeah. hey, who, who's that guy? Who? Who's that news guy? Literally could have put that on my newsreel for like yeah, literally, <laughs> literally could have put that on your newsreel. Like, what? Man, you did this? <laughs> oh, that would have been that would have been awesome, man. That no, oh, that's so cool. That well, unfortunately, it didn't happen. But hey, here you are now, still getting to talk to to Matt Hardy today. And I mean, he he said he trained my daughter, so yeah, and he's gonna train my niece, and we're gonna be the official podcast of the Hardy Family Office. He's gonna send us the contract. We're going to sign it. I'm going to see him at the AW show in Charlotte, and I'm going to hand it directly to him. We're going to give him 30% of what we make, but we're going to make money because of him. Exactly. Hold on. I'm just I'm just ready. This is my pen. Oh, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to sign. Let's do we're it. We're going to be there, and it's just the, it's just the wee fee. Just, just the wee fee. The wee fee. That's it. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's, it's not a wee fee. It's literally just free. The Culture State Podcast. Yes. Please give us five stars. Uh, we absolutely will love it. I mean, that that is the weest of Weefies. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Just, just give us five stars. It's just yeah. free. Wherever and you we'll, get your podcast, we're there. We'll give you a hug in exchange if we ever see you out in person. Hey, if you see me in Charlotte, Bojangles Coliseum, come give me a hug. I'll say what's up. If you see him with a beer in his hand, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thank you guys for listening to the Culture State Podcast. We're back next week with another great episode. We'll see you then. Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says wrap it up. The Culture State Podcast, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network with new shows coming out every Wednesday. Download and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts, including the WREL Sports Fan app.